raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Friday, October 6th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We begin talking about Donald Trump. Why? Well, he's a newsmaker. He was reportedly considering a trip to Washington to pitch himself as speaker. But then overnight, he has endorsed Congressman Jim Jordan's bid to become the next speaker of the House of Representatives. He said, Jim Jordan will be a great speaker of the House. He has my complete and total endorsement. You know, I love this, though, Casey, because Trump was totally in on Kevin McCarthy, including up until whatever, two days ago. Remember, he came out and goes, oh, yeah, he said a lot of nice things about me. I Mm -hmm. like him. Like, that's our standard for speaker, which with Trump. It is. It is. All of these people now who were Kevin McCarthy loyalists are now like like our old pal Jimbo Banks are now all going. Oh, I I wholeheartedly support uh, Jim Jordan for mm-hmm. Speaker of the Speaker of the House. No, 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 no. Nobody gives two you know what's about what you think anymore, Jimbo, because you were all in on the guy who was a complete disaster. Like I'm so sick of seeing these people who threw all their weight behind a guy who didn't live up to the expectations. Mm-hmm. So all right, so here's a great example. The I think it's the general manager of the New York Mets resigned yesterday. I think that's his title. He's one of the main guys at the Mets. And they asked him why and he said, "Well, they're bringing in other people to essentially run the franchise and I want them to have a completely clean slate, you know, essentially admitting I didn't do my job. The manager's been fired. We had the highest payroll in baseball history. We clearly failed. I need to go away. Do you ever see that in government? No. Do you ever see these people, whether it's Jim Banks or Larry Bouchon or professional office hopper Aaron Houchin or whoever in the on the Republican side who were so wrong about Kevin McCarthy? We were right. They were wrong, and now they act like we should give two you-know-whats about what their opinion is on who the next person is to be speaker. Yeah, no, they don't admit the mistake. They don't take corrective action. They don't apologize. They don't go through the three-step process, Rob. Also, now, let's play. Let's just play this out and assume Jim Jordan becomes Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Now, you know my opinion on this, Casey. Any person who supported Kevin McCarthy should not be in a position of leadership because it goes to terrible judgment that they clearly have. Or they're so political that their politics are more important than telling people the truth. However, let's just assume it is Jim Jordan, and whatever my personal opinion is on this, I think universally conservatives would agree Jim Jordan is way more conservative way more pro-liberty and freedom, way tougher than Kevin McCarthy, right? Mm-hmm. So if indeed Kevin McCarthy, or I'm sorry, if indeed Jim Jordan does become Speaker of the House, then won't Jimbo and, well, Bouchon and Houchin are not conservative, so they won't. But all these other people who are purported conservatives who were bad-mouthing Matt Gates. Shouldn't they issue a, a, a lengthy letter of apology to him because Matt Gates will have been proven correct that his action will make the government better? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. All these people that voted for Kevin McCarthy, if they get behind Jim Jordan and they explain to you their decisions, does that sway you? Does that change your mind? No, because they <laughs> what choice do they have at this point? Kevin McCarthy's out. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not running again. 
And they have to be in the news, Casey. Yeah. They have to be front and center. I mean, imagine <laughs> the arrogance of being as wrong as Jim Banks was on this. And then just the next hour or two hours or whatever it was, without any hesitation, thinking anyone should give any credence to what you think whatsoever. And there's a whole bunch of these Republicans who are doing this now. I wholeheartedly support Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House. He has a this and he has a that. Well, wait a second. In January, people like us kept saying, hey, Jim Jordan would be a good choice. No, Kevin's the guy. Mm -hmm. Kevin's Mr. Conservative. He's going to do a fine job, Casey. (laughs) Well, wait a second. If Jim Jordan was such a great guy. Why didn't you pick him last time? Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's wild, isn't it? I'm really curious if he does get the speakership, does that mean that he's off of the Judiciary Committee? Well, that's a great question. You would you would assume he would remove himself because of the time it takes to be Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. if you want to do it right. Unless if you're just Kevin, unless you're Kevin McCarthy and are just cutting deals with Democrats to do the least amount of work possible. So you would assume he would remove himself from that because being Speaker of the House should be a twenty four hour a day, seven day a week job. Right. Well, I'm curious, what does that do to the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden? You know, Jim Jordan, hardline conservative, from Ohio, serving in his ninth term, and he was also one of the founders of the House Freedom Caucus. Well, here's the problem with all of this, Casey, because we have now seen this multiple times where people on the Republican side get elected as speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Ryan was a name that comes to mind. Remember Paul Ryan, when Mitt Romney picked Paul Ryan as his running mate in 2012, everybody was so excited because Paul Ryan is the guy who wanted to cut federal spending. He was the guy who wanted to do entitlement reforms. Paul Ryan was the serious fiscal conservative in the House and great, what a great pick. And then as soon as after that, and then as soon as certainly he became Speaker of the House of Representatives, the guy went way to the left. The guy essentially became an, a you know a never Trump guy. As soon as he made all of his promises, as soon as he got elected, he changed same, his tune. Same thing with Boehner yeah. to the extent of you know these guys get elected and you go oh well this guy's been a you know a conservative in the house or a somewhat reliable conservative voice and then they get in there. So everybody needs to just like hold their horses on Jim Jordan being some all-see, all-knowing answer man because there's not a great track record of these people who people have a uh, perception they're conservative and then they get in as speaker and then they do opposite things. They do other things. I know we've said this many, many times. Unless Jim Jordan is willing to shut the federal government down, everybody's going to be very disappointed in Jim Jordan. The government will have to shut down to start to fix some of these issues. Okay, so Matt Gates, I think, will definitely support Jim Jordan. He has said, my mentor, Jim Jordan, would be great. So he's going to get behind him. I saw Jim Jordan give a speech last, oh, all these times run together. Now, maybe it was in the spring. I think it was in the spring. I don't know, Casey. I saw Jim Jordan give a speech in Hamilton County. I guess it must have been their spring dinner. Mm-hmm. I went with Micah. No, I went. I was at the state treasurer's table. Oh, that's at right. Daniel Elliott's table. Yeah. That's right. He was, Jim Jordan was the guest, was the guest speaker. I was thoroughly unimpressed. Mm. Now, look, do, do, do I need Mr. Magnanimous to be the speaker? No. I need somebody who's actually going to do the stuff. And it's really easy. Here's what I've always found in government, Casey. It's really easy to talk about the stuff you would do until it is time to do the stuff. It's easy to sit on the sidelines and go, well, blah, 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 if I were in charge or vote against something because you know it's going to pass anyway and you're not held to account for it. Now we'll see. 
Now we'll see just how conservative Jim Jordan actually is. This is his chance. Okay, I I was going to pull the audio from this, but it's Friday, and I don't think that our listeners deserve that. But did you hear Hillary Clinton come out? And she was saying, she was talking about MAGA supporters, and she said maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. I did hear this, and you actually should be able to write this off on your taxes as charitable giving for not subjecting our audience to this. Yeah, they Uh, don't deserve that. She is, not that anybody's going to hear this and go, what? Uh, She is just an insufferable human being. Yeah. She's gross. And uh, my favorite part of this interview that she did is she is talking about going after election deniers. And it is like, lady, you are an election denier. Mm -hmm. You still don't accept the results of the 2016 election. You still say Russia stole the 2016 election. And yet with just... I mean, just very, very sick, sick individuals like Hillary Clinton. So she was sitting with uh, Christiane Amanpour, and I believe that was on CNN. Another thing that I wanted to bring to your attention, Newsweek reporting that the FBI has created a new category of domestic terrorists. Oh. And those are Donald Trump supporters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, Donald Trump, in more news, filed a motion to dismiss Jack Smith's January 6th indictment. He argued that his actions related to uncovering a election fraud fell within the scope of presidential authority. So Trump has been busy. We, we said we're going to talk about Trump, but he was also truthing out. All right. Uh, yes. Uh, hang on here just to say, why don't we take a break? Because I'm it's, it's to, a long truth. Yeah, it's, it, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Because I we absolutely have to get to this stuff with the wall and mm-hmm. I'd like to do that next. Why okay. don't we come back to the Trump truth thing? Because when we come back, Biden did, of course, a complete 180 yeah. on the wall. And now they are like uh, Jake Blues and the Blues Brothers. It was locusts, hurricanes, earthquakes, a terrible flood. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. It, it This this is just unbelievable audio from the Biden administration. All right, we've got a lot to get to. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. They had no choice. They had to follow the law. 20 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Joe Biden yesterday announced that his administration had no choice but to build about 20 miles of wall at the southern border. This, of course, after he has long dismissed Donald's Trump wall as a waste of money. Uh, It just it doesn't add up. Well, you know, of course, he boldly said, you know, no new, uh, you know, part of the wall, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, of course... Once the governor of New York comes out and starts screaming that something must be done, well, magically, this 20 miles of wall mm-hmm. starts, you know, getting built. And we talked about this yesterday. It is it is just a blatant display of how wholly ridiculous all of these people are, how they you shouldn't take them serious 
at all. They just make it up as they go along. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. And keep in mind, this is the guy who once did the vaccine mandate and then admitted, yeah, this will probably get overturned in court, but I'm going to give it a shot. Now he wants you to believe, oh, I'm only doing this because I'm bound to, because I have to follow the law. I have to. I have to follow the law. Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, he said there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers. <laughs> okay, so. But I thought it was secure. So, Why is there an acute and immediate need if the border is secure? Yeah, so Peter Ducey asked Corinne Jean-Pierre about this and listen to her try to play the victim and how concerned she suddenly is with following. The law. Thank you. Thank you, Corrine. Thank you, Corrine. As a candidate, President Biden didn't say there will not be another foot of wall constructed that uh, except what was appropriated in 2019. He said there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So something changed. What? You want us to break the law? Is that what you want? You want us to not comply with the law? I'm not. I'm, I'm what asking about. But you want us to not comply it. with the law. You want us to not be in administrations that follow you the law. You guys do this all the time. The student loans, uh, the student loan forgiveness program. Uh, you went to court to fight for that. If this is such a problem, building 20 miles of wall, why not just go to court? We went to Congress. The Congress appropriates why the funding. Go, why not Congress, fight them more? Congress appropriates the funding. We asked them to not use that funding for that particular purpose. They denied it, and now we're complying with the law. Okay, Casey, now this is going to shock you because <laughs> with this next clip, mm-hmm. it appears Cringe John Pierre may not have any idea what's going on or how the government works. <laughs> it, it may only appear like that. Because mm-hmm. in a random, confused, accidental act of journalism that breaks out, the follow-up question is, well, Congress appropriates money all the time for things mm-hmm. and it doesn't get spent. Why is this different? What specific law would the administration be breaking if funds appropriated for the border wall are not used, especially because the funds are <clears throat> go unused all the time? I mean, why not let it go unused this time? Well, look, I'm not going to speak to uh, the law. I would have to refer you to Department of Justice. I'm not a lawyer, but what I can tell you is that we are comp- we are uh, this is a law that we are complying with. Uh, we have we have asked Congress multiple times to reappropriate this. Uh, this is not the way that we believe is going to be effective here. We believe in modernizing the system, not actually building a wall. The president said himself he does not think this is effective, and so we're complying by law. And we believe that uh, in the rule of law here, and we're moving forward and getting that and and. In following the law. So your answer is I'm following the law. Follow-up question, what law would be broken? I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I think the answer she was looking for is, I don't know. Yeah. Rule of law, except for when it comes for student loans. I think it's really interesting that this happens right after Elon Musk went down to the border and showed what was going on down there. And then the governor of New York is saying, don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And now Eric Adams is going down and checking out the border. So over the summer, the Biden administration reportedly sold off $300 million dollars worth of wall parts for just two million dollars yeah don't so. you love that and now they're going to build more i mean this is your government i mean this is what people talk about well the the cuts it's going to just this is what we're talking about like they wasted so if you do the math casey mm-hmm. what's 300 minus two 298 <laughs> they wasted mm-hmm. 298 million dollars and now they're going to do the thing that the 298 million dollars could have gone 
toward. Yep. But yet, if you talk about making cuts or inefficiencies or getting rid of ineffective government, well, you're going to starve little kids or poor orphans are, are going to be without uh, without clothes. Or I mean, it's just, it's always this end of the world doomsday scenario. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars of waste in our government every single year, probably even more than that. By the way, here is Biden doing his best Jake Blues impression, saying it wasn't his fault. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what it was appropriate. I can't stop that. <laughs> I can't. I- I can't. I can't stop it. I mean, it is amazing, though, when he thought uh, people shouldn't have to pay their loans back. He tried to stop that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing when he thought that uh, people should have to get a vaccine or get or get fired. Uh, he tried to he tried to put that into into works. It's amazing when they want to do something, how it seems like they can really, really try hard to get that done. Uh, it's a little too little too late. He was also asked if he believes if the border wall works and his answer. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Okay. Thank you. Okay. There you go. We're going to complete the wall after all. Okay. There's an election coming up, by the way. So, Casey, when we come back, we have more audio from the president. More, Mm -hmm. and this is uh, this may be on the Hammer and Nigel Biden madness next year because there is some serious incoherent mumbling going on with this guy. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. Good morning. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and there's a new poll out, and it says the share of Americans who support sending more money to Ukraine has dropped. Only 41% of people say they agree that we should provide more weapons. That's down from 65%, which happened over the summer. This is a new Reuters survey that was released yesterday. Well, these are one of the things that gives me faith in society, Casey, that apparently maybe people are paying attention to what's gone on in Ukraine and maybe people are starting to look around and go wait a second all of this money is gone and we don't have any idea where it went mm-hmm. i mean there there is <laughs> i mean it's government right period but this is so poorly planned so poorly explained so poorly accounted for that people are looking at all this going well it appears there's more to this than meets the eye i mean you think about this there is no vision for what's going on there there is no timetable for when it ends there is no tangible measurement of success i mean look whenever putin is defeated that's not reality that's not a that's not a a thing that you can get your hand around because Ukraine is never going to defeat Vladimir Putin. Well, and what is defeat? Yeah, Does that it, mean that Putin has to be six feet under? Right. Great, great point. There's no accounting for where the money's gone. There's no itemized list of here's what we got. And then there's no ROI based on the things that we bought and how they've been used and how it has helped Ukraine. I mean, I, I still am looking at this going, let's say Russia had won. Why would that have negatively affected us? And I don't want to hear anything about, well, you don't want Putin getting the access to this and access to that. But what I do know right now is my gas is higher than it's 
basically ever, I mean, or is that is at near or at or near record levels on a consistent basis. Uh, you've got obviously inflation because of it. You've got a new, stronger alliance between China and, and, and Russia. Um, I'm not a person who looks at Ukraine and says, boy, they've really been a strong ally to America and a really reliable friend to this country. And yet we have made such sacrifices, both in terms of money we've sent them Mm -hmm. and the impact on our own daily existence. Mm -hmm. I think people are looking at this going, we may be done here because we're not seeing any benefit from continuing to do this. We're done sending our money there. Of course, the decline in support happened after Congress passed that continuing resolution and said that they weren't going to include more funding for Ukraine. A lot of members have vowed that we're going to pass separate legislation to provide more aid in the immediate future. Don't you worry. We're going to send more money there. But then President Biden has made another request to Congress for more assistance to Ukraine. And this is the thing that gets me. The White House warned of potential consequences Uh of not passing more aid. Sure. What are the potential consequences? Tell me. Tell me like I'm five. Lay it out to me. What is going to happen if they don't get more of my money? And this is what government always does. Well, if we don't, then this doomsday scenario might occur. And so often they are effective because people, for some reason, willfully believe their government rather than saying, why don't we see? Why don't we not do it and let's see what happens? Here's the reality. Ukraine is not our friend. Ukraine has no track record of being our friend. And we have a long history in this country of aligning ourselves with people who are not our friends, but they are the enemy of our enemy. Oh, I don't know. See the Taliban in the war with the Russians. Hmm. How did that end up working out? This never ends up working out well for us. And yet we just keep doing the same thing. So countries around the world have given $100 billion in direct military assistance to Ukraine. Half of that, half from the United States. Why are we the biggest contributor? Yeah, and I mean, look, they, they clearly want to do a lot more because, it, well, and that's the way it always works, right? We've talked about this, that in a weird way, the politicians, um, they're almost like Skynet on Terminator. They're evolving. And what I mean by that is the politicians have figured out, well, we are we are wholly invested in continuing to prop up the military industrial complex. However, people are pretty squeamish and pretty anti having our troops blown up in foreign lands anymore so what if we just send them the money and the stuff with that we we buy which props up the complex Mm -hmm. and and then we don't send the troops and then people won't be as angry to their credit but at this a year and a half it's been a colossal failure and people seem a little bit bit more receptive to that than they did say the war in iraq also a colossal failure but american troops were were dying in the process okay so you said we send the stuff the stuff includes anti-aircraft anti-ship missiles weapon locating radar systems mine clearing ships patrol boats helicopters rocket launching systems hey let's talk about the ambulances the power generators the bridges tents and even money to keep their fashion district going. Well, and so this is the thing, right? Like when you're, you're and I'm, I'm again, let me be very clear. I'm against any of this stuff, period. But it's one thing to say, we're going to send them these weapons and they, it's going to A, B, and C. And three months from now, we will report back to the American people and, and show you, you and show you how it went. Yep. But when you've got the indisputable stuff that's coming out, where we're paying government salaries, mm-hmm. we're paying for economic development, we're paying for all of these things over there. That is not in America's interest. 
Ukraine, it's not like we have some big economic bond with Ukraine. Keeping the Ukraine's fashion district going, how does that help me? And, how does that help my price of eggs and bread go down? It and, doesn't. And you, you, I mean, this is this is what these politicians do, and it happens because it's not their money. Mm. It's not, they're not out any money if the Ukraine thing fails. It is cause du jour. There are a bunch of stupid people who put those goofy yellow and blue flags on their profile photos or in their yards or whatever. They have no idea what it means. They have no idea what Ukraine is or was. And again, how do we go from, whether it was Bush or Obama or then Trump, we're still meeting with Russia. We still are acknowledging in, uh, vested mutual interest in terms of fighting terrorism. We have economic ties to these countries. And then we just act like, oh, these people are tyrants and they, they got to That doesn't make any sense, Casey. Mm-hmm. They try to act like they can just snap their fingers and go, oh, it's the Cold War all over again. Well, one president after another of both parties in the lead up to this decision to support Ukraine was meeting and bonding and finding points of commonality with Russia. They try to act like it was the same relationship that we had with North Korea or something. It's it's these things are not the same. Okay, well Joe Biden was uh, mumbling incoherently again <laughs> yesterday. He's it was a security briefing on Ukraine and how scary is that? <laughs> We're talking about this guy getting a security briefing and he looks like he's fallen asleep in his chair. Um Biden is in bad shape. And I don't mean bad shape in the sense of like, I think he's going to keel over tomorrow and not be with us anymore. But bad shape in the sense of this person should not be leading the free world. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this sort of stuff should not be happening with someone who is the commander in chief, who has to meet with other world leaders, who has to show signs of strength and vigor. This is a huge issue. We, we, we have uh, touched on this many times. I don't like Gavin Newsom or his policies. I have no doubt, though, physically, Gavin Newsom would be up to being president in the United States. And if he has to, you know, meet with a world leader, he's at least, while his policies might embarrass us, he personally is not going to be an embarrassment and be doing what we're about to hear here. Did you see that uh, they just announced that Biden is supposed to meet with Xi Jinping? Oh, jeez. I mean, doesn't that scare you? They're going to roll that guy out there to go meet with our our greatest enemy? Oh, it's just petrifying, Casey. Right? Like, please don't. Can we we vote now? Can we we have the election today? Can you imagine how that meeting is going to go? It's scary. I mean, if he can even complete, can he even make the trip there? Well, that's a great question. All right, here is Biden mumbling incoherently. Uh, also, uh, our continued uh, advancement of stability in the Indo-Pacific What? Indo-Pacific. Huh? That's the word you're Maybe, looking can for. Maybe, can we do that again? Sure. I, I don't know, I have any idea what he was trying to say. Okay. Uh, also, uh, our continued uh, advancement of stability in the uh, Indo-Pacific uh, uh, whole area. Our continued support for stability in Indo-Pacific. In that whole area. Yeah, that's what he tried to say. Joe Biden is no longer with us. He's uh, physically with yes. us, but he's no longer no, with absolutely. us. All right. Hey, okay. So I thought we might do something fun for Friday. Mm-hmm. So we always do the voicemails, usually at 10.30. Yeah. And we got so many phone calls about this stupid monkey. (laughs) Momo. 
uh, people were just incredibly passionate about the escaped monkey. Yeah. Would you like to just play the voicemails about the escaped monkey when we come back? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Casey on 93 WIBC. So Momo, the infamous monkey, he went from the east side of Indy to the zoo and then finally to TV screens across the country. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it was featured on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last night. Also a big write-up in Daily Mail about the monkey, Momo. Okay, so Momo is a paddis monkey. It's a, it's a what? A paddis monkey. Oh, how exciting. P-A-T-A-S. What does that mean? Uh, known as one of the fastest primates on Earth. Uh, that kind of monkey can move at speeds at 34 miles per hour. Wow. So that's a quick moving monkey. Where does that monkey come from? Oh, I don't know where he's from. What, okay. You're talking about where on Earth? Yeah. Like, what, what's its home? I, I I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Look up Pattis, P-A-T-A-S, monkey. Uh, so apparently he got loose, broke into a vacant home. Uh, police were on the scene. They trapped him inside there and captured him safely. And then they took him to animal care services at the Indy Zoo. And that's where he's staying right now under the advice of the prosecutor's office, which is working with animal care services to determine whether Momo will be returned to his owner. Okay, so, and and IndyStar had reported yesterday that the guy who owned Momo Mm -hmm. earlier this summer had reported him escaped. Yeah, in July he got out. So my question becomes, again, like your dog, you know, heaven forbid your dog escapes, it's a terrible feeling and, and panic and everything else. But your dog generally now certain dogs are like the dog for the president of the united states a dangerous dangerous dog will bite others a dog does not involve a high level of law enforcement slash public safety <laughs> having to revert divert their resources to find your dog hopefully you find it hopefully the dog he or she is safe and everything's fine but the police department your local police department is not dropping what they're doing to go look for your dog because generally those dogs are deemed not an imminent threat to other people. Mm-hmm. In this case, though, it appears there was a lot of public resources diverted to the search for Momo. Mm-hmm. And given the fact that the monkey had escaped before, yeah. shouldn't this guy be on the hook for, for all the, the costs? All the costs that the taxpayers had to absorb? Because clearly, one, if you have a monkey, there should be some sort of safeguards around how you secure that monkey and you take on that responsibility. And two, it happened before. Right. 
He's a repeat offender. Yeah, no corrective action was taken, Casey. Mm -hmm. Well, we got a lot of phone calls. There was a lot of interest in the Momo the Monkey story. So you want to get to those? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Somebody called in and just wanted to say, hey, they really enjoyed the monkey story. Hi, Kev, Casey, and Rob. I so enjoyed listening to your monkey story today and the commentary. That was hilarious. Rob and Casey, that you guys did not know, yes, we had monkeys back in the day. I grew up in a little town called Rocky Ripple. You may or may not have heard about it. A friend of mine had a little squirrel monkey. Carried it on. He'd walk around the town, you know, I'd be on my little bicycle, my pigtails, and he'd walk around town, it would be on his shoulder. And if the monkey liked you... It would jump off of Joey's shoulder and maybe onto yours and start grooming you. <laughs> and it was so much fun. So, sorry you did not get to experience that. I don't know. Maybe if you get a chance, go to the jungle and bring home a monkey. Love your show, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, a squirrel monkey is what my dad had. Mm-hmm. So he had one as well. And now, when she said grooming, does that mean, like, picking bugs off of you or something yeah that's what it sounds like to me like isn't that what monkeys do yeah okay we got another phone call uh somebody who has been bitten by a monkey i got bit there at dow labs by a rhesus monkey and they give you a gabba gobulin shot in each one of your butt cheeks (laughs) and it swells up like a golf ball it's like 1000 times a tetanus shot you know, that you would get from, you know, a nail or something. So, yeah, monkeys are cute, but they do carry diseases. So, I thought I'd enlighten you guys about a little more information on the monkey world, <laughs> which, hey, Joe Biden fits right in there, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt, I would think, being bit by a monkey, being bit by anything, but really. I just, I, I don't understand... I guess I don't know what I'm saying the guardrails would be on this, but in current society, again, we talked about if you live on a three acre piece of property and the next 10 people around you also live on three acre pieces of property and you want to have a monkey, then okay. Mm -hmm. Because what are the odds if the monkey escapes, it's going to do some sort of damage. And there's a good chance that if you, you know, encounter the monkey were to encounter a neighbor or whatever, they have a somewhat decent understanding of rural living of some sort. But we're talking about the capital city of the state, and you've mm-hmm. got some random monkey running around who apparently, according to reports, was harming other people. <laughs> Definitely scaring other people. Uh, Momo's owner has been cited, by the way. So he will definitely have to pay some sort of ticket. You think that's going to be anywhere near what it costs resources-wise? And, and, and look, I know, Casey, there's no crime or violence going on in Indianapolis right now. So it wasn't like the cops had you know, Anything a, lot, else to do. a lot to do or yeah, worry about. Free time. Joe Hawks is doing a phenomenal mm-hmm. job keeping the city secure. So maybe just a bunch of them were just sitting around bored with nothing to, to worry about. But... Look, it just floored me that you could even own a monkey in a major metropolitan city. One of our listeners called from Florida and told us about a monkey tourist attraction that they have there. Hey, Rob and Casey. I'm calling from Florida. I listen to you guys on your podcast. Anyway, you were talking about monkeys. Look up Silver Springs, Florida, and it's in Ocala, which is about an hour 
uh, from Daytona Beach going west. They have wild monkeys there. I think they said the last count was about 800 to about 1,000. But there used to be an outside tourist attraction with giraffes, and and they took all the animals away, but they left the monkeys. So um, they have multiplied like crazy, and they are just wild in Florida. Who would have known? Anyway, just wanted to share that with you since you guys have that one out and about in Indy. Love your show. Bye. <laughs> the look on Rob's face right now. You look disgusted. Yeah, a lot like, of, uh, I am never visiting Ocala. Do you ever ponder? <laughs> do you ever ponder how we've even made it as a society? Like, do you hear stories like that and you just go, what? Well, sure. How, Why not? How are we even existing? I think that's cool. You want to go there to yeah, Ocala visit. and just... <laughs> A lot of monkey business going on down there. I guess so. Okay, we actually got a call from Momo. Yeah, hello. This is Momo. <laughs> I got a cord light in one hand, and this fool's got me twisted up in the street. B double E double R U N B run. <laughs> oh wait, did I run? One getting a shooting gun out. Oh yeah, hey Rob, tell Bruce after you guys go to bed tonight, hit me up. We'll get together. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Rob, you have a new friend. The monkey wants to hang out yes. with you. That's exactly what he wants Momo's to do. Momo's a longtime listener. Yeah, boy, that's a wild, isn't it? This show just totally moves the needle. Okay, but it comes back to, think about the interest we have had on this topic, Casey. And again, we discuss this all the time. How It's like the Mexican pizza, right? A Taco Bell being canceled. If you people were as passionate about property tax reform as you were this, we'd have this issue solved by now. All right, one more monkey phone call. Yes, uh, this is John from the South Side. Yes, I grew up in the late 60s and early 70s, and every time we'd go to the uh, department store, I'd always go back to where all the, the pets were. They did have monkeys in department stores, exotic parrots, and birds, and that was an actual thing in the stores back then. But I'd just give you the thought that it did actually sell that's in department stores back then. Have a good day. So you need a sweater, you need some some new pants, maybe a new pair of shoes, and a monkey. Billy Joel once said, the good old days weren't always so good. <laughs> so, Kevin, did you talk to your dad about his monkey? Yeah, he actually did tell me that, too, that he uh, they would sell them in the department stores. Mm-hmm. Why did he and have a monkey? He got it from a family friend. I guess they didn't want the monkey anymore, and so they gave it to his family, and it was a squirrel monkey. And but the, yeah, that was a common thing. I get or wait, somewhat common. Wait, 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 wait. Like, <laughs> don't you have to have some sort of special training to have a monkey? Shouldn't you? Well, shouldn't I don't you... think back then they cared. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, how they, long did he have it? Um, I don't think it lasted too long, uh, maybe for about a year. Okay. So the, um, do, do monkeys live long lives? Like, is there a life? I don't think so. And also, you know, it's not living in the environment yeah. that it's supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm surprised so, with all the animal wackos there are out there today that they have not strong-armed government into banning 
Let's see here. How long do monkeys <laughs> live? Did he tell you like what he fed it or anything? I don't, I'm not sure what he fed it, but he was telling me about his neighbor's monkey. So I guess <laughs> there was a uh, group of hippies that lived down the street, and mm-hmm. they had a spider monkey. <laughs> okay. And uh, he said that he had its own tricycle, and he would play with a little ball in the street. Okay, what what kind of type of monkey was this again? Did it, it was say? a patas monkey. P A T A S. P A T A S. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty. The maximum record longevity for a patas monkey in the wild is twenty one point six years. Wow. Now that's the record. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just that seems pretty long. Yeah. I just I don't understand why this person had a monkey. I would think finding a vet for a pet monkey would no be hard. No kidding, right? You know? No that, kidding. Like, specialty vet. I see dogs, I see cats, I see gerbils, and I see monkeys. <laughs> we got them all. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.